God isn't fair. Let me say that again in case uh, some of you think you misunderstood me. God isn't fair. Can you hear me better now? God isn't fair. The symbol of justice is often a balanced scale. The kind with you know two sides where you want the weight to be equal and the, the needle to point straight up. The statue of Lady Justice is often prominent on courthouses, including the US Supreme Court, which has had an eventful few weeks. Lady Justice is always holding a balance scale and is blindfolded to symbolize being impartial and fair, not letting emotions or passions or preconceived notions enter into the equation of what is just. God is not like Lady Justice. God is more like a shrewd merchant in a market. God keeps eyes wide open, reading the situation, and then putting a thumb on the scale when necessary. God is not unemotional. God has passions and operates by them. Scripture could not be any more clear about that. God has a predetermined agenda and actively works to see it fulfilled. So God's thumb is on the scale of justice, and we should all be glad of that. Maybe that bothers you to hear me say that God isn't fair. Let me tell you why you can relax about that. Well, that is, you can relax provided you are already investing your sacred currencies where God is investing. If your time, your money, and all the other resources that you have on loan from God are being put on the same side of the scale where God's thumb is resting, then all right. But if your investments are on the side of the scale opposite God's thumb, then maybe start worrying. Or better yet, start shifting your investments elsewhere. Scripture is really quite clear about God's agenda. We are told countless times from Genesis to Revelation, the text we heard this morning from the prophet Amos and Mark and James are only a few examples of many. We are not left guessing about God's fundamental nature and God's motivating principles. We know where God is invested We first learn it in the creation story from Genesis, when God lovingly sculpted the universe and breathed life into it, when God made all living creatures, and the pinnacle of which was the human creature, in whom God put God's own image, into whom God breathed the Holy Spirit, 
and to whom God gave the holy calling of being God's partners in taking tender care of the well-being of everything else in the world. We know that God loves diversity because God made the world that way, we're told. We know there's a special place in God's heart for the small, the least, and the most vulnerable. And to the point of today's service, we know that God loves justice. Isaiah 61 couldn't be more clear. It says explicitly, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. But precisely because of God's tender heart toward the poor and the oppressed and the vulnerable and abused and the sick and the imprisoned and the blind and the lame, God is about justice, not fairness. Lady Justice is blindfolded so that her passions don't get in the way. There's this notion that a blind and impartial and formulaic application of a code of law is always to everyone's best interest. And it probably is in most cases. But God, with a thumb on the scale, shows partiality toward the poor and the oppressed and the sideline. God knows that embedded in the systems of this sinful world is a deeply rooted partiality toward the large and the powerful and the wealthy and the well-connected. People like me, relatively speaking. When this world grants privilege or gives people a break, it's usually to people like me. So what might appear to be fair or equal on paper, paper or on a scale might be anything but once the poor and oppressed step off the scales and into the real world where everything is stacked against them. Those on the unfortunate side of the scale sometimes need God's thumb in order for God's justice and shalom to triumph. And because of what we know from Scripture about God's nature and God's purposes, we can be confident that God's thumb is always near that scale. I said something similar to this um, using a different metaphor in another worship service some months ago when we were thinking about justice an earlier time i quoted martin luther king jr who was quoting a writer a hundred years before him the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends toward justice <clears throat> i said then <clears throat> excuse me i said then that we trust the gentle pressure of the hand of God to keep the arc of the universe bending toward justice. Just like in baseball, we know a high fly ball will not keep rising forever. Gravity is gently pressing it downward and it forms an arc. 
That's how God's hand is bending the arc of the universe toward justice. And that's how God's thumb resting on the scale, I think, will bring about a deeper justice than some cold, formulaic, impartial application of the law uh, will ever bring about. I mentioned the momentous few weeks our Supreme Court has had. Uh, disclaimer, I'm no expert on the judicial branch of our government. I'm not even an amateur student of the court system. So I'm not going to comment on the legal merits of those recent cases on abortion and gun rights and climate change, freedom of religion, immigration, etc. But I do know that there are competing judicial philosophies at work that shape how we read and apply the U.S. Constitution and the respective weight that we give to its literal reading versus the intent of the original writers versus what we assume the writers would think if they were facing today's issue and had today's body of knowledge. Now, incidentally, that debate is exactly parallel to the debate we have in the church about how to read scripture. And I do know a little something about that one. So without getting partisan about the multiple layers of dysfunction going on in Washington right now, I would just say that our worldly court system generally assumes that justice can be obtained by pure logic and intellect and an unemotional sticking to the script. But God's justice is always driven by the heart. A heart that is inclined toward those who suffer, that is tendered toward the poor, that is emotionally invested in the health of this earth and its ecosystems, that gets angry when there's human oppression, that is stubborn about seeing that every human being is shown compassion and given care, especially when they need it most. I don't expect our court systems, and I certainly don't expect our elected representatives and our president to shape everything they do and say after these passions and heart commitments of the God that we worship. In fact, I tend to worry when our governmental leaders make the claim that God is on their side or they're just doing what God wants them to do. Being tuned into the heart of God is our job as members of Christ's body, the church. Now, we should certainly advocate for policies and rulings and executive orders that are more in line with God's definition of justice, with God's heart as we understand it, even if we don't put ultimate trust or faith in politicians to bring about God's will. We always have work to do in this world to add our weight to the side of the scale where God's thumb rests. 
We always have work and we should do it. We don't like it when our senator or congressperson or president or federal judge makes a decision that we think is harmful. But we should not despair because our work as God's trustees, God's stewards of sacred currency, that work continues. And God's thumb is on the scale. And neither should we shout too loud with songs of rejoicing when politically driven rulings go the way we think they should go, as if they are somehow bringing in the kingdom of God. Because our work as God's trustees, God's stewards of sacred currency, that work continues and God's thumb is on the scale. Thanks be to God. We're going to sing our confession today. You'll find Kyrie eleison, have mercy in your bulletin. And I'm just going to read the words once so that we get them in our head and then we can sing them with both our hearts and our heads. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. As we come before you with the needs of our world, we confess our failures and our sin. For our words are many, yet our deeds have been few. Fan the fire of compassion once again. When the cries of victims go unheard in the land and the scars of war refuse to heal, will we stand for justice to empower the weak till their bonds of oppression are no more? If we love our God with all our heart, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbors as ourselves, then this law of love will heal the nations of earth, and the glory of Christ will be revealed. God, renew our vision to be Christ where we live, to reach out in mercy to the lost. For each cup of kindness to the least in our midst is an offering of worship to the throne. Let's sing our confession. 